Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Advisor Southeast Asian Podcast. Gwen here, and today we have an award-winning financial advisor, a mentor for other financial planners, and the executive director at Blueprint Planning in Malaysia. Please help me welcome VP Tenga. Hello, Tenga, and thank you so much for coming into the show. Hi, Gwen. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited to have you on. Um, I mentioned earlier before we started the podcast that um, you were introduced to me by one of um, a financial advisor whom I really looked up to, and he said that he's um, yeah. you're one of the best people to talk to when it comes to giving out. Uh, quality advice for financial planners. So um, I just wanted to uh, rewind a little bit and get to know more about you so that our listeners can also um, learn where you're from. So I'd like to know, like, how long have you been in the industry? I'm in the finance industry for the past 29 years. I started as tight life insurance agent, Mm. started as a part-timer 29 years ago. Into financial planning advisory is past 14 years, since 2007. So actually, I started as a part-timer, meaning that I was a teacher. Ah, yes. uh, So I was teaching and then uh, I started to, because my passion is uh, in finance and I love figures. So I ventured into life insurance uh, as because at that time, we do not know much about investments advisory mm-hmm. or even financial planning for that matter we never heard of the word of financial planning yes okay, so, yes uh, when we look out uh, the the nearest or very obvious thing is the life insurance uh, industry so i get involved and then i actually started my as a full time in 1997 okay mm. 1997 uh, then i started to do my studies, Charter Financial Planner, uh, planning studies, which is a local version. Mm-hmm. So then I never look back. That's the yeah. beginning. Oh, you've been like for in the industry for a very long time. And I'm sure that you've garnered a lot of knowledge. And you've also um, like seen how the industry has changed um, throughout oh, yeah. the years. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. what do you think? Um, was the like the atmosphere of the financial advice industry when you first started and compare it to now, to what's happening now? To be frank with you, um, in terms of changes, yes, people heard about financial planning, people heard mm. about you know financial advisory. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, uh, like any other industry, there, there has been some misleading version of it where a tight agent or even a, a normal uh, unit trust marketing person also call themselves as financial advisor mm-hmm. and financial planner. So when we do actual advisory, there could be some challenges. But then people are now more aware of there is a, a service called advisory. And, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, uh, with, uh, you know, like myself and with my partners, you know, 
in other industry people we really worked very hard to uh, you know bring this to the public uh, look here this is uh, advisory is more of an advice not just uh, selling products so but compared to 29 years ago of course the awareness is there but i will i feel that it can be improved okay can be improved mm, yes definitely definitely and it's an ever changing landscape as well because yes. um i do understand what you mean here in the philippines as well um a financial advisor here is more likely the one who um sells insurance um and then we're still in that process of being um in the next step so there's not a lot of financial planners actual financial planners um mm. available yet so there's like a bunch yep. of certifications as well same as um in malaysia i think it um if i remember correctly it's two years two and a half mm. years to mm. um to go into your studies so and i'm really glad that you brought that up because um i think yes it's very important to distinguish uh different types of um professions in our industry because there are a lot there's the ones who um only sell you the insurance and there's also yes. the one who really helps you out in your overall um yeah. financial management right yes. now yes talking into like personal financial management um i'd like to know who is your ideal client now that you you know you're you're hit in the industry for such a long time um yeah. do you have one Okay actually I have I can I don't uh, classify them as in uh, as per the industry or as per the network mm. okay mm. I I have uh, 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 the range of clients uh, whom uh, with startup you know business startup or just beginning as a professional and uh, to up to uh, uh, high net worth and ultra high net worth uh, clients okay um uh, but my main uh, focus uh, is on uh, for those who are motivated to achieve their the things the, to to achieve things in life mm-hmm. willing to make changes and sacrifices for their betterment that is yeah. one of the criteria mm-hmm. the other criteria is for those who wanted to put their finance in good perspective okay yeah. and then also the other category i'm looking at it is uh, for those who wanted to preserve their wealth or um, uh, i call it a uh, financially matured clients and to mm. distribute them uh, you know on that area so these are some of the criteria that i'm looking at as for my ideal clients yeah because the end of the day is a habit you know habit and you know if your 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 character and your habit is not there mm-hmm. it's yes. very challenging to go into personal financial matters Yes, I definitely agree and I'm I I'm glad that you categorize this as a criteria because it is true um because there are some people right like who think like okay, I'm going to um seek advice from a financial planner. But then when mm-hmm. you've provided them with the facts, um they they or you receive a pushback from them because they think they don't need it or they don't get into the habit that you want them to cultivate and that's because they don't have the as you mentioned the financial maturity to mm. to change their financial situation and that's uh, that's a really good criteria to have yeah. um yeah. i think it was um the 
when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Yes, yes, and and uh, speaking to your background as well as being a teacher, so that makes um, a wealth of a difference for you as a financial planner because it's easier to deal with clients who are open to feedback and for oh, open yes. to change, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and um, so most of these. Uh, I'm guessing most of these clients are, um, you know, they're the one who has um, the open mindedness to become um, better at their finances. But I'd like to know, um, and I think we mentioned this uh, a few emails ago that, <laughs> yeah. yes, um, that there's, uh, you're interested in, um, sharing ideas regarding financial planners, uh, financial planning around business owners. Um, is oh. there a difference between um, a client who is like a, a the one like who's a regular employee with that of like a business owner? Oh yeah, there are quite a number of differences actually. Uh, you see, as an employee, um, their financial, uh, the capability of earning an income is limited. And mm. uh, they generally will try to live within their means. Yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, so uh, even though we see sometimes that as a financial planner, we see that they have potential for, for growth. But... Um, Compared to business owners, they very few people will take that and move on. Whereas on the other side, business owners are different uh, breed of people. Okay, mm, they yes. they love challenges. Then for mm. them, challenges is is part and parcel of their life. Mm, okay, yes. and then uh, when we uh, show them that look here, see most of the uh, business owners, their challenge is they do not know to be my surprise after I go through you know this. Business owners, it is not just doing purely business. I'm also categorized these professionals who are having their own practice also as business owners. Mm, yes. Okay. Mm. So what what is I mean? The this thing is some of them they feel that oh uh, they are they are fine with their finance. Uh, they are going where you know very well, but actually they are not. Okay. Mm, when yes. we put down their goals and all that, it's not sufficient. Hmm. When the other category is that they're always afraid that how hard they earn, they're afraid that it, it, is, it may not be enough for them. Okay, so uh, we, uh, we have these two type of category of business owners. So uh, they are uh, what you call, as a business owner, we can actually, if we can show them that uh, this is what they need, and they can go and uh, up, I know, lift their level, and uh, you'd be surprised that most of the business owners are willing to do. In fact, after writing their personal financial plan, their business have grown, okay? Because mm -hmm. now they see there is a need to improve their business and yeah. increase their income. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Definitely, because um, I can definitely re relate to this because my I grew up in um, a business-minded family, right? Ah. Um, but it's it's a traditional business where you, the one that you mentioned, where um, the business owners or my parents, in that matter, were actually mm. very fearful um, because they didn't have a fallback. Um, mm. They didn't really um, think that the like there's always that fear lingering mm. in the back of your mind that 
um, one day like something will happen and the business would go down and yes. like we will be you know we would be left penniless penniless and it's yeah, difficult yeah. to pivot right um and yeah, so the, yeah and and <laughs> at that time you know financial planning was like for like as the filipinos would say or I think some of the um, other Asian countries as well is only for the rich people. Like financial ah, planning is only yes, for rich yes, people, yes, right? Yes, yes. Now it's it's starting to uh, like uh, other people are starting to see that um, financial planning isn't only for um, the rich, but also for yeah. for the for the middle class people yes, as well, yes. or for those um, business owners who are still starting their business. Um, yeah. And and do you cater to those? as well to to those who are just starting up with um, their own business and yeah yeah um, I mean uh, for those who are starting up uh, their own business uh, we call it startups mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. but the thing is we can't do uh, generally we can't do a comprehensive planning so uh, so what we will do is we will go on a modular where we will go into their you know look into their risk you know, and then maybe slowly uh, into uh, investments for their retirement or for their even business, uh, uh, what do you call business uh, expansion. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, so so for startups may not be a complaint. So what I'm trying to do is I'm cultivating the the importance of uh, the advice element of advice in their finance. So that they will make less uh, mistakes. Mm, yes. Or, uh, you know, in order because sometimes when we see some of the financial mistakes people have done, my clients have done, we can't uh, like uh, you know rectify it or U-turn immediately. Mm, yes. It will take a few years sometimes for for us to make that you know uh, that mistakes uh, uh, to correct the mistakes. So it is best to avoid or minimize those mistakes when you have. Uh, uh, a financial uh, uh, licensed financial advisor with you, then the chances for this client to make uh, big financial mistakes very less. And uh, so that's the, the idea of it. In fact, I have a few clients who have started something like that. Now it's already five to six years. Uh, now they already built, they are already into a more stable business. And in fact, some of them, when they join they engaged me, they were single. Now they already have family and children. So now yeah. they see, you know, that progress and they appreciate for that, you know. They always see, I mean, sometimes I ask them, hey, you are a startup. Why did you in the first place engage me? Mm-hmm. You know, so they told me, uh, Ms. Tanga, I know about my business, but I do not know much about finance, especially my personal things. Mm-hmm. What I need, what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do. So you are an expert. So and uh, some of them even said, I don't want to do uh, my the mistake that my father did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So so these are some of the reasons why you know I, I would like to work. I call them as my uh, CSR clients, mm. meaning that uh, I mean I I I actually build them. You know, slowly mm-hmm. along the run, uh, after a few years, they will be matured for a comprehensive financial plan. Yes, that's that's true, and I um I really appreciate that you have that mindset as well because there's this thing, right? Like especially with business owners, you can imagine the stress that they're having, especially when they're still starting out. Um, 
And it's good that they have that mindset that they're willing to seek um, support from an expert because then they'll have the headspace or like they can put the, all of their atten- attention to growing their business while someone else is taking care of their finances and making sure that um, that expert can point out if they're uh, if they need to pivot or if there's something that they need to change with the way that their money is working in the background exactly Gwen. Yeah. you got the point yeah that's yeah. the exact point yes 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 because i um yeah. i can see it like i can still even see it now like there are some people who start out with their business or even um the the ones that already have that um, business for a long time and then they encounter an issue like for example last year with the pandemic um, oh, yes. and they yeah and they've sold mm. their like they've mortgaged their house and all that yes. and that might not be the best um, way with regards to their finances yes. and speaking yes. with 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 um, the pandemic like how was the um, atmosphere uh, of most of your your clients and um, okay. last year when like yep. the economy was going haywire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even now it's still you know still slow and yeah. uh, things are a bit worrying. We do not know when the pandemic will be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Okay, um, in fact, uh, when the pandemic uh, hit, you uh, know, very hard for the first time. Um, I think most of us, uh, you know, uh, even the clients uh, panic, you know, but then yes. uh, most of them, uh, uh, my, most of my clients, uh, you'll be surprised that uh, we, they, we did not uh, change anything much uh, because when we plan, when I plan for them, I always look at the worst case scenario. Okay, uh, worst case scenario, and also I always have emergency fund for them. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that plays a very important role. Uh, even though some of their businesses have uh, their income have dropped up to seventy percent, mm-hmm. you know, but then they were able to sustain their lifestyle because at this pandemic or at this uh, downturn. Uh, I think the most challenging part is not so much of the business, but the tension or the, uh, you know, the pressure comes with that. Mm, Okay. As a business owner, they already have that pressure. Mm -hmm. And uh, on top of that, if they were to have this financial pressure, it is really going to hit them and even their health wise. But because they have done the planning and they have uh, the emergency fund, so it came in handy that they could actually overcome that part of it, that issue. And they only concentrate on their business, how to improve and how to do things. Mm. So their family is at, in good hands where they can, you know, the family's life, they can go on mm. without much disturbances. Mm. Okay, so only one or two has to, they have to liquidate some of their investments. But other than that, uh, the rest actually uh, are, you know, going on smoothly. And now uh, with a lot of improvement, I hope we, we will, you know, get back to the track again. Yeah, that's that's really good because um, the last year was very trying for, for most people. I know that there were some people who um, actually, like, benefited from, from the 
um, from what happened with, with oh, the yes. lockdown and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yes, um, yes. and, but, and I think like, I think um, I mentioned that, or no, no, I was able to interview some financial advisors that their um, their business actually grew um, last year during the pandemic because mm-hmm. it made other people realize how important, you know, financial planning is and how important like insurance is and um, being able to invest and all that stuff. But there were also other people who had difficulty in pivoting. Um, and mm-hmm. like and changing and adapting to all of the changes, which brings me to like, how was your business able to fare last year, and um, what were your struggles, and how were you able to um, pivot from from the whole pandemic? Yep. Okay. Uh, talking about investments, yes, uh, actually there was a lot of opportunities last year. Mm. Okay. So uh, some of my clients where we already had plans have uh, took advantage of the situation. Um, uh, generally, the business, uh, I should say that uh, it not uh, affect much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only challenge we I had was uh, able to, I mean, I have to meet and uh, discuss with the clients online. Mm, yes, uh, that yes. glitch, uh, technology uh, <laughs> glitch was a bit challenging. Uh, you know, yes, yes. Uh, so because it's nothing like we we sit and discuss face to face. Yes, so, definitely. So, mm. uh, so that was uh, I, I took it positively and I learned. I picked up, you know, how to do things. And in fact, uh, last year I had a few financial plan, hundred percent deal online. Oh, okay. yes, that's good. I never met the client until the action plan and so on. Mm. So, so in fact, only this year they came to my office mm. and to meet me physically. Ah, that's so, wonderful. Uh, so that was a good challenge. Uh, I think changes are permanent. So we, we have to adapt with the changes. Uh, now we are, we are getting back. Uh, business, if you ask me, not really hit due to that pandemic mm, of course some good. challenges were there but not not so much yeah that's good that's mm. good to hear because I, I know that there are um from the other end of the spectrum um the, there are some financial advisors who um who saw that their business grew because they were able to contact more clients because it's just a zoom call they didn't have to um have an appointment, et cetera, et cetera. And there's yeah. also the other end of the spectrum where it was difficult for them because they're the type of financial advisors who really like to um, physically see um, and and uh, communicate in a face-to-face manner with their financial, uh, with their client yeah. or prospective just clients. Just one point, when, uh, mm. just when you talk about it, I just remember yeah. business costs have uh, dropped. Mm, yes. business, you know it's it does drop uh because we don't have to travel you know yes uh, a lot of things we save a lot of time we save a lot of money you know on that so if you put that into our business of course we made money you know so, um some of the uh your advisors i'm sure are no longer working in the office they're at yes. home and then yeah. um so there's no cost in or, or there's little maintenance yep. in the office and then yes, there's yes. um the the time that you save in the commute so oh my gosh i remember going <laughs> to the office for like um and oh. waiting in in a, you know in two hour traffic sitting down oh, yeah, in two yeah. hour traffic I'm, I'm based in kl gwen so you know the traffic jams here sometimes 
it takes hours. Oh, yes. Uh, but anyway, I, for the even earlier, I, most of the, my appointments are in my office where I don't, mm. only 30% I travel. 70% I'm based in our, in the office. So Yeah, that's good. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, so but yes, that's one of the good sides as well. And um I think another one is that people are more open now to um Zoom meetings for oh, because yes. before it was not heard of. Nobody yeah. wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yes. Because they also they're scared too, you know, yes. so they don't mm. want to move out. Uh so you're right. Yeah, because um, that that is true. Um, even for myself, I wasn't very good at Zoom. Um, mm. I had to learn as well. So, and all of the technology that comes to it, and even setting up, you know, your office and all that stuff. But oh, I'm yes. glad that you know. Um, and I, I guess it goes to show that we, as humans in general, are very good at, at adapting. And yep. and now, oh, this is an interesting question. So. Now that we're in the new normal um, and there's little um, face-to-face setup that is happening, how are you able to acquire clients? And do you actively uh, seek clients or are they more on referral basis now? Okay. Mine, even earlier, uh, it's more of a referral basis, you know, because Mm. uh, this is more of a... Uh, niche service in the sense that uh, when I, I'm I'm doing mostly comprehensive financial plan, you see, and uh, uh, when the client saw they go through the process till the end, they always uh, you know uh, feel that some uh, someone in their family or friends they need to you know engage me, yeah, you know because they saw the benefits. Uh, it is not like products. You know, when selling products is totally different because I mm. used to sell, you know, yes. so nothing mm. wrong with that. Mm. But then uh, this, these uh, services, they have to go through, they have to feel it. You know, when they feel it, they know uh, the benefit of it. Uh, and then, of course, we encourage them to, you know, get more, uh, introduce more uh, of the uh, people, I mean, friends and family members. They mm. do that. So for me, uh, you'll be surprised sometimes uh, they will do all the talking. Ah, when good. They, when they refer to me, when the client uh, call me or contact me, they are already ready to uh, do the comprehensive plan. Mm. Okay, so so I, I go on that basis because I do uh, as much as possible to the existing clients so that uh, they can rely their experience to other people. Yeah, that's really wonderful because um, it. So you're you've you've made your clients become your number one fans, and um, yes. that's the. I think that's the best way to go ahead and market yourself, right? Because then you you don't have to spend money on like marketing strategies, yeah. but you're it's because of its word of mouth. You already mm. have that trust factor for um, mm. for new prospective clients now. Yes. I'm curious because your clients are your raving fans. So what do they usually go through? Like what's, what does your comprehensive financial planning look like that makes your clients really want to um, refer more people to you? Okay. It's a great question. Um, Actually uh, the comprehensive planning is uh, covers uh, the, 
the the whole holistic approach it's a holistic approach mm-hmm. where we start with their goals go into their cash flow go into their asset and liabilities go into their investment uh, what they call uh, analysis go into the uh, 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 risk management you know insurance and then uh, go into their uh, retirement go into their finally go into their estate planning the distribution Mm-hmm. So, so what happened is that mostly clients are not clear of what they want and what they have and where they want, would they want to go. Mm-hmm. So these are the three areas which they always have confusion and they have a lot of questions to ask, but they do not know whom to refer because this is also involves uh, their personal information. And I'm sure it is also similar in Philippines. They don't really open up to everybody yes yes they need someone who can be trusted okay so i have to put myself as the independent person and i'm put myself in their shoes and i'll always represent them you know so so mm-hmm. when they see this process okay all these they will feel that oh yeah, I never thought of this. I never thought of that. I thought I had this, but I didn't. Oh, I thought I didn't have that, but actually I'm okay. You know, so all this can be, will be addressed. So towards the end, when we, when I complete the plan, they will walk out with uh, peace of mind uh, by knowing what they have, where they want to go and mm. what they are supposed to do. Yeah, so bridging so, the gap between what they what yes. they have right now and what they yes. want for the future. Yes. Yeah. So that Wonderful. makes them confident, mm. uh, you know, to look at their financial look forward their financial life with a more clarity, you know, and confident. Mm. Yes. 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 Because you know what? Um, I think there's a lot of people, and I know you've you've seen these all of these types of of people like they usually have like a grand plan of what they want to do in the future Uh, but they actually don't have like a solid concrete um smart goal setting on like the steps that they need to do in order to reach that and by the time they've gone through or they're 55 or 65 um, they realized that they didn't really get what they initially wanted, not yeah. because they didn't have the resources, but sometimes maybe just because of poor planning, because there were a lot of things that they were uh, that they overlooked, and um, and that's primarily the reason why financial planners exist, um, yes. because you are their coach, right? Because yeah. um, you know, um, it's not easy to save. It's <laughs> oh, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and and particularly saving, it's not easy to save. Um, yeah. And so you need someone that's very um, uh, that you can hold their accountability uh, to help you through that initial struggle. Because um, if you're a good financial planner, then you will be able to cultivate that sense of habit for for your mm. client to continually yeah. save check yes. back and that brings me to another question like with your clients do you have like an ongoing like lifetime relationship with them or could they just like 
um, hire you for like a certain number of months or a certain number of years? Okay, my practice is go on uh, lifetime. Okay, oh. I always uh, tell them that uh, uh, I will be the happiest person when I can release you from my, uh, what do you call, I like, for example, I can say that, oh, from now on, you are independent, everything mm. is in order, you just have to follow, you know, yeah. so, so I, I will love to have that until then, mm. okay, so uh, it is a lifelong uh, relationship. Yes. Uh, because in financial planning, if you were to engage for a few months or one year, two years, I don't think, um, you know, uh, it is, uh, you know, we can't see, uh, uh, we can, they, they cannot get the optimum benefit of it. Yes. Uh, I, uh, so I very rarely I have that, that kind of relationship. Yes. And, you know, yeah. the the life cycle of a person changes, like their stages in life change. As you mentioned earlier, like you have um, clients who started out being single with you and then they oh. um, a few years later, they're they have their um, they've started their family and it's an ongoing like change yeah. in their yes. in how they would manage their finances, which is actually good. I and. Yeah, I, okay. shall I interrupt? Okay, just yeah. one uh, another example is that I used to uh, help uh, planning for the parents. Now mm. I'm doing for their children. Mm, yeah, that's uh, good. See, so uh, the children also married and with their uh, children, that means my clients' grandchildren are there. So mm. uh, it is uh, ongoing. See, that, that client already, I should say that we have done everything for him. Is mm -hmm. now uh, is already retired, mm -hmm. and is now enjoying his life. Mm -hmm. Now uh, the children have taken over his business, so now I'm continue the service now more on the uh, personal planning for the children. Oh, that's so, awesome! That so. goes to show that you've been uh, you've cemented yourself in the industry because uh, you've spent. Uh, like a, the next generation for your client, which is really good because you, they already trust you that they can, yes. that you can offer excellent service because you, their their parents were like your the result of of your financial planning strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, moving into that, so what are some of the complexities that you have to deal with when providing advice to like? Uh, your business owners uh, that an advisor wouldn't typically handle with individuals or couples? Uh, business owners, um, uh, okay, they are, as I told you, they are different breed of people. Okay? Mm, yes. Mm. So they are very busy. They, in their mind, a lot of things will be running, okay? Mm. Mostly about their business rather than family, let me tell you. Mm, okay? Yes. So, so what happens is sometimes they will easily forget about our earlier discussions, earlier decisions. Ah, yes, okay? yes. Uh, so that is very quite frequent. So we have means and way to, to overcome that. That's not mm. an issue. Mm. And then uh, they have too many things in their mind. So sometimes mm. when we discuss, we have to, uh, you know, discuss and then bring uh, the scope into, uh, when we leave them, they will go everywhere. So we have to like, okay, can we uh, uh, concentrate on these goals first or mm. these areas first? Ah, yes. Then we will address the others. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if not, there won't be any end to it. 
okay and uh, for those who are more complicated clients uh, more established clients there mm -hmm. will be other challenges like uh, they have multiple businesses multiple assets investments oh. insurance and not just one country in multiple countries oh. i call them cross-border mm -hmm. okay so but i have to take all the assets and i have to you know the investments and different jurisdiction you know so these are some of the complications or challenges when we deal with uh, business owners or high net worth individuals for that matter yeah that's um now that i think about it that's so true because um there are also different like policies especially for like your cross border um, clients as well that you have to take consideration and again it goes back right. to like um, they can possibly think of those things themselves because that's a lot of things to think about oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why you mentioned that sometimes they usually forget about your like your initial <laughs> plans with them yes, and, yes. and so I guess my question now is because <laughs> we're almost at our time limit but I, I really just yeah. wanted to to and I don't want to take up most of your time but I guess my question now would be like how would um, a, a financial advisor move into or have that confidence to be able to um, provide that kind of uh, like high level advice for for um, for business owners like it, do you think it needs to come with practice or can like a budding financial advisor uh, niche directly to business owners as their clients Okay, a buddy system uh, is a fast track, mm. okay, where you can pick up things faster. Uh, so like, uh, so, you know, we have our junior planners. Uh, so they, you know, uh, when we uh, do, you know, uh, what you call meet clients or even discuss about clients. Mm. So they will check with me, uh, uh, you know, once they meet a client, then they will check with me, Ms. Tanga, this is the situation, what shall I do, you know, how to go about so there is someone senior who can you know guide them and help them by doing that they can learn faster oh okay? yes 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 mm. the second uh, uh what you call method is that you have to experience it on your own mm -hmm. okay um which uh, i had you know my, my mentor uh, at the same time most of the uh, business owners clients uh, which i've experienced i I throw myself into that community, mm -hmm. you know, uh, without knowing anybody sometimes, yes. you know, <laughs> so, so because the, the purpose is I want to understand their mindset, I want to understand their feelings, I want to know what is actually they wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then is there anything, any of our services, my services is suitable for them? Mm -hmm. uh, then, then from there I take on. So, so that's that's the uh, you know if I if you ask me. Ah, wonderful! Thank you so much for all those um, great wisdom that you've imparted with us today, Tanga. And thank you so much for coming into the show. I'm sure that the listeners of this podcast will have learned a lot and would hopefully um, take into action all of the things that they've learned from you today. But before we formally end the 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 show. 
if um, financial advisors, especially from Malaysia, want to get to know you more or if, or if there are um, people who want to reach out um, to check out your um, advice and what you're offering, where can they uh, reach you or okay, get to know you are, more? Yeah, I'm, I'm in LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm also, you can Google my name, BP Tanga. Mm -hmm. So it will bring to, uh, you know, uh, my company. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, you want me to give uh, any email? Oh, yes, definitely. I can uh -huh. go ahead and put okay. that in the podcast yeah. description. Uh, mm -hmm. Tanga at uh, bpplanning.com.my. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. All small, small cap. So uh, that that is uh, one of the... Uh, it is uh, they can even contact me via my mobile uh, drop me a message mm -hmm. so I, i'm willing to you know uh, help the planners and also mm -hmm. would be planners or yes. you know if they want to be get into this business and also the those who are public clients who like to see you see for me is uh, i in the in the first meeting i mm -hmm. don't charge any fees because uh, I, I, because I have to understand the client, and we have to decide whether we can work together. Oh uh, yes, that's very uh, so important. So because I don't dispense any advice in the mm. first meeting. Mm, yes, so we so have a method get to, to know you. Yes, we have mm. a very wonderful method to engage with the client. So mm. you know, so how to engage with the client? So I, in fact, I thank uh, you know uh, Kevin and also yourself when yes, for yes. the time and the opportunity given to me. And I really appreciate and uh, we want this business to flourish, not yes. just, you know, in Malaysia, but uh, in the region. Yes, so, definitely. So, so I really appreciate your effort, you know, uh, all of you. Yeah, uh, thank so you. thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much. God, uh, God bless. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much, Tanga. Yeah, Have a good yeah. one. Bye-bye. Same to you. Bye-bye.